Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're in James chapter 2, if you'll turn there. James chapter number 2, verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Uh, Say it, show it, say it, show it. You see it all throughout this. Uh, Look at verse number 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. And of course, verse 16, uh, say. Verse 18, uh, say. Say it, show it. Verse 20, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Look at 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? 24. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. It's interesting. Think about it a minute. Faith without works. Faith without works is dead. Especially verse number 21 where it says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Kind of puzzling when you compare that to uh, Romans chapter 4, verse number 2, where 21 uh, of James says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works? But then Paul, Romans 4 says, If Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Huh. Well, it's a seeming apparent contradiction. It's one of those when you compare the two where James 2 says Abraham was justified by faith plus works, and then Paul says, no, Abraham was justified by faith without works. It's one of those that that leaves you scratching your head a little bit. Who's right, Paul in Romans or James in the book of James? And we have to understand, primarily this book wasn't written by Paul or James. Primarily this book was written by God written by God. God never contradicts himself. And so uh, that apparent contradiction uh, needs divine reconciliation or a divine uh, resolution where uh, James 2 says, uh, was not uh, Abraham justified by works? But then uh, Romans 4 says, uh, if Abraham were justified by works, boy, they're both right. They're both right. Uh, It's talking about two very different aspects of salvation. Uh, Two very different aspects uh, of justification. Think with me. Uh, Paul was focusing on the root of salvation. James was focusing on the fruit of salvation. Paul uh, is looking from the inside out. James is looking from the outside in. Paul, Romans 4, uh, justified by faith alone, uh, apart from works, uh, is talking about how to know that you're saved. James, when it's talking about being justified by faith plus work, plus works and works, uh, is talking about uh, not just how to know, but how to show that you're saved. Uh, you see, uh, the determination of our salvation is by faith alone, but the demonstration of our salvation uh, is by faith and uh, works. Paul's talking about being justified in the sight of God who sees our heart, who knows that day you trusted Christ, you placed your faith in Him. Uh, Paul talking about being justified in the sight of God. Uh, James is talking about being justified in the sight of man. Keep in mind, 
Uh, Romans chapter 4 and James chapter 2, where it talks about, uh, was not Abraham justified by works when uh, he offered Isaac? That's Genesis 22. Uh, Abraham started following God in Genesis chapter 15, 25 years prior. Uh, Abraham became a believer uh, in Genesis chapter 15, 25 years prior, uh, when he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Uh, And so in the sight of God, he was a believer, but then in Genesis 22, he didn't just say it, he showed it. It wasn't just determined, it was demonstrated. Is anyone following me so far? Okay, if we have lunch outside of Aberdeen Proving Grounds, and as we're eating lunch, two guys with short haircuts come in. They look like they're fit and shape. They're uh, younger men. Uh, One of them has a uniform on. Boy, army uniform on. Uh, The other's in street clothes and civvies. Uh, It's apparent that one of them is in the army. Now, understand, uh, both of them came off the base. Both of them uh, enlisted in the army. Both of them uh, are serving Uncle Sam. Both are... But it's only obvious to us that one is because of what we see. Now, uh, when we start talking to them and start investigating them, we'll uh, realize both of them are, but it's obvious, apparent to all, that one uh, is. Okay, two Christians uh, live right next to each other. Two Christians. There was a day that, that both of them placed faith in Christ. Both of them trusted Christ, began a relationship with Christ. But only one of them has had a dynamic change, has been totally transformed. Uh, The other one is struggling, surrendering, still submitting. Uh, God's still uh, pressing him. Uh, And so uh, it's only obvious that one has been, though both may already be saved. That one is showing. One is showing. Uh, One is showing. Uh, Okay, I'm uh, obviously married. I don't think that's news to anyone. Um, My uh, wedding ring that I used to wear was a gold medal wedding ring. And of course, uh, if you've been here long, you know that my, my ring size fluctuates up and down uh, along with the rest of my body. But anyway, uh, and so uh, I, I would take the ring and I would set it at night on the uh, nightstand table that I have beside my bed. Uh, and then uh, many times I would remember to put it on. Some of the times I'd forget to put it on. Uh, and, and, and so some of the times when I'm out and about, I forgot my wedding ring. Uh, because uh, you weren't there when I said yes to Char on December 27th, 1990, 30 years ago, uh, and Char said yes to me, uh, hey, I'm still married. Uh, I'm as married as if I had that wedding ring on, but I'm not showing it. I'm not showing it to other people. Uh, it's not apparent to all. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I got this rubber gasket that I wear now, this uh, very flexible, very flexible. There's times when I put it on uh, two fingers. There's other times when it's like a tourniquet cutting off. Anyway, uh, but I'm able to wear it 100% of the time. Uh, sometimes shampooing, it slips off, but uh, put it on. Uh, and so I'm not just that I'm saying, it's not just that I am married. Boy, it's showing to everyone else. Is anyone following this at all? It's two different aspects of justification, sight of God. That's Paul. By faith alone, God sees our heart. But uh, in front of man, James, in front of man, uh, we're showing, they're seeing, we're justified by, look at verse number 18. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me, show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. 22, 
Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. You're seeing it. You're showing it. You're seeing it. Not just saying it. 24, ye see then, ye see. You're, you're seeing it. He's showing it. How that by works a man is justified and not by faith alone. And so Paul, Romans 4, that apparent contradiction, we know that it's not. Uh, we just need to get a spiritual reconciliation of them both. Paul's talking about being justified in the sight of God. Boy, he saw December 27, 1984, uh, when I bowed my head, opened my heart, trusted Christ. Boy, he saw that. He was there uh, then. Uh, and, and James, though, is not... Uh, James is saying, hey, everyone wasn't there. Everyone didn't see that. Uh, everyone doesn't see that heart. And so we're justified in the sight of man, not just by faith, but by faith plus works, faith and works. Man can only see those works. Two apple trees. Uh, two apple trees side by side. One of them, their branches bowing low, so filled full of apples. Uh, ripe and, and healthy and, and, and delicious apples bending those branches. The one right next to it, Barren, no buds, no brand, uh, no uh, no blossoms, no 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 apples. Now uh, they're both apple trees. One has uh, the genetics of that, and another one has the genetics of that. One of them is healthy. One of them is sickly. But it's only obvious that one of them is. One of them is because that's what we see. That's what it shows. That's what we see. That's what it shows. Uh, and so that's what Paul and James are talking about. Hey, we know for salvation, for salvation, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. Uh, but according to his mercy, he saved us, not by works. Uh, we know that. Uh, it's the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. But for other people to be impacted by that, for other people to be blessed by that, for other people to see that he's a Christian letting our light shine before men, that they may see our good works, our works. Uh, it's the same as Philippians chapter 2. Uh, where Paul said, work out, uh, work out. Our works are an outworking of our faith. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in. Work out, for it's God that worketh in you. And so, uh, is anyone getting this concept at all? Uh, you, you're starting to grasp it? Okay, uh, let's jump in. Real faith isn't just something you say. Write it down. Uh, number one, it isn't just something you say. Uh, a man may say, I have faith uh, uh, without works. I have faith. Uh, I have. A man may say, uh, but understand, Christianity isn't just something you say. Catchphrases and verbiage and uh, religious uh, uh, language that you speak. Uh, it's not just something that you say. Basketball. There are guys that talk a good game in basketball. <laughs> Uh, there's also guys that play a good game in basketball, uh, and the two aren't always the same. Would anybody agree with that? <laughs> Christianity. Uh, there are guys who talk a good game uh, in Christianity, and, and there's others that live a good life, and the two aren't always the same. Listen, real faith isn't just something you say. Put down number two. Real faith isn't, it's not just something you feel. It's not just something you feel. You can be emotionally moved and never move on it. Uh, you can be emotionally moved and never move on it. You see it in verse number 15. 
If a brother or sister be naked, destitute of daily food, one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled. But you're feeling it. You're feeling their pain. You're, you're, you're having their hurt in your heart. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit him? What doth it profit? It's not just something you say. It's not just something you feel. Well, it's one thing to say uh, every member needs to be involved in ministry. Every member needs to be an active part of the body. It's one thing to say, we need to witness to the lost and invite our neighbors to church and get the gospel out. It's one thing to say, one thing to say, hey, we need to give to God even during tough times. It's another thing to feel, hey, we really need to be involved in ministry. I feel that. We, we really need to hand out track. There's a real heaven, there's a real hell, and I'm emotionally moved by that. We really need to be faithful in our giving, even during tough times. It's one thing to say it, it's one thing to feel it, but real faith volunteers and gets involved. Real faith hands out that track and invites that neighbor to church. Real faith, it affects your budget, it affects your checkbook. It's not just something we say, it's not just something we feel. Put on number three, real faith, it's not just something we think. It's not just something, if it's a true faith in a living God, uh, it's not just something we say, not just something we feel, not just something we think. But so many people approach Christianity as an intellectual trip, a uh, debating doctrines and, and contentious over creeds and, and mentally, 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 uh, intellectually. Look at verse 18, how James addresses this. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith uh, and I have works. He's setting up this there's almost a debate between these two guys and uh, intellectually wrestling it out and doctrinally debating it. And one saying, uh, okay, uh, I have works. And okay, uh, you have a cool, you know, different strokes, different foe. Let's, let's debate it out. Uh, but then James comes back and he says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, I have works. Show me, show me, show me. Say it with me, show me. Well, I almost think that James was from Missouri. Isn't Missouri the, the show-me state? Isn't that accurate? It's show me, show me. That, well, I have faith in, in Christ. Show me, he would say. Don't say it, show it. Well, I'm a believer. Show me. Don't just say it, show it. I believe in Christ. Show me. Don't just say it, show it. I love the Lord. Hey, don't just say it, show it. Show me your faith without your works because I can't see that. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. Then your life will surely show it. Then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, does anybody know that song at all? <laughs> if you're saved and you know it, go to church. If you're saved and you know it, read the book. Uh, if you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. Then your life will surely show it. Hey, if you're saved and you know it, give to God. Listen, it's not just something we say, not just something we feel, not just something that we think. A little boy was trying to figure it out with his Sunday school teacher, and he said, uh, now, Mrs. Sunday school teacher, uh, God's bigger than us, right? And she said, oh, yes, Johnny, uh, God's bigger than us, created all the world. He's, he's um, uh, 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 um, omnipresent, and he's bigger than us. And then little Johnny said, as he's kind of thinking about it a little bit, he says, 
Uh, now, now, when we accept Christ, when we receive Christ, then God comes into us. Christ comes into us. Is that, is that right, Mrs. Sunday School? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, that's right. Uh, he dwells in our hearts by faith, and Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, uh, Yes, and then that little Johnny scratched his head a little longer, and then he finally said, if God's bigger than us, and that salvation, he comes into us, shouldn't he be seen by others in us? Boy, wouldn't he show through? Uh, wouldn't people see him uh, in Sunday school? Yes, Johnny, you're absolutely right. Christ shall be magnified in our bodies. Megaluno, made, made large. Boy, we shouldn't be diminishing their line of sight to him. Uh, we should be amplifying and magnifying their ability to see Christ by our works. I heard about a Christian whose life was transformed by the simple concept, uh, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If they subpoenaed your budget, uh, if they uh, subpoenaed your, your phone records, your conversations, if they surveilled your schedule, hey, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? It's not just something we say, not just something we feel, not just something we think. Put down number three, it's not just something we believe. It's not just something we believe. Look at verse number 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Listen to the sarcasm. Thou doest well. Listen to the sarcasm. The devils also believe and tremble. But understand, they believe in God, but they've never trusted in God. They believe in, they know, fact, there's a God. But they've never had faith and placed their faith in Christ. And so here he is saying, hey, it's not just creeds to be contentious over or doctrines to, to, to debate. It's not just that. And if that's all you have, big deal, big deal. If it doesn't change your life, if it doesn't impact your home, if it doesn't improve your marriage, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. It's not what you say. Not just something you feel, think. Not just something you believe. There's been surveys recently, and, and ongoing for a while, but, but most recently about those that have gotten out of church and, and what percentage will actually come back to church. There's uh, other surveys that have uh, talked about, um, uh, are you a believer? Yes, yes, I'm a believer. A high percentage. Are you a Christian? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm a Christian. But then they ask, do you attend church? No. Do you read your Bible? No. Do you serve in a ministry? No. Do you give to God financially? No. I think Baltimore County would probably line up with that pretty well. Are you a believer? Yes. Or are you a Christian? Yes. Uh, have you uh, placed your faith in Christ? Yes. Do you attend church? No. Do you read your Bible and pray? No. Uh, are you involved in impacting your community, involved in ministry? No. Do you give back to God? No. I tell the martyrs who died for Christ that you want to be a Christian without sacrifice. So many people want to own the label Christian, but have never given Christ ownership of their life. They want to own the label Christian, but they've never given Christ ownership of their life. Tell the early disciples that were slaughtered, Peter crucified upside down, uh, that, that you're a Christian, but, but it hasn't changed your attitude, hasn't changed your uh, activities, hasn't changed your, your personality. 
Wait, tell Christ, who shed his blood, who offered his back to the, to the scourgers, he, he gave his life. That uh, I want to be a Christian, but a comfortable, a, a comfortable Christian. I, I don't want to have to sacrifice. He would say, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. For he that doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be, cannot be my disciple. And so here's James saying, okay, okay, faith, salvation, yes, but, but, no one can see it. You can say it, but no one can see it. Uh, you, you can say it, but you're not showing it. Uh, it's not something you say just. It's not just something you think. Not just something you feel. Not just something you believe. Hey, true faith is something that you do. Uh, it's a life that you live. Number five, something that you do. Look at 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead, that apple tree is unhealthy, it's sickly, it's dead. 22, but be ye doers, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And then in verse 21, he gives the example of Abraham. Verse 25 gives the example of Rahab. Two complete extremes uh, to, to tell us it's not so much who you are, but how you live. It's not so much the pedigree you have, uh, but, but how your faith is living out. Faith works. Uh, faith changes uh, everything. He gives Abraham, who was a man, Rahab, who was a woman. Abraham was Jewish. Rahab a Gentile. Uh, Abraham was a patriarch. Rahab was a prostitute. Uh, Rahab was a big name. Uh, Rahab was basically a no-name, highlighting the fact that it doesn't matter what background you have, what kind of a past that you're stuck with. It doesn't matter where you've been. What matters is your faith in Christ and how that's playing out in your life. But Abraham determined, determined his Christianity. He was a believer. Genesis 15, 25 years later, demonstrated it, displayed it when he offered Isaac on that altar. Well, he showed it when he obeyed. He showed it uh, when he cut that wood. He showed it. Boy, we see it when he showed it. 24, ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Our works, it's an outworking of our faith. Work out your own salvation. Rahab. Rahab was next. Boy, she displayed it. She displayed it. That real faith. Uh, when she hid the spies. And understand also, uh, though she was still tagged with that stigma, Rahab the harlot, Rahab the harlot, uh, now she's a virtuous woman because she hid those spies on the rooftop among flax, flax, the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, 13, boy, she sought flax, flax. God tied those two together to say, hey, she was a harlot. Uh, now she's a believer and she's demonstrating it. She's displaying it. Listen, our salvation isn't determined by our works, uh, but our works displays it. Uh, our works demonstrate it. Uh, James chapter 2, faith is used 11 times. Uh, 11 times. And you say, okay, pastor, I get the concept. Uh, I get the concept. Uh, real faith is something you do. Uh, real faith is a life that you live. Uh, but I saw a post this morning saying this may be the most practical message you ever preached. Hey, how does that play out? Uh, Hebrews 11 uses the word faith 25 times. 25 times showing us how 
people displayed it, how people demonstrated it. And so uh, let's make it really personal. Let's make it uh, very, very practical. Boy, real faith, faith, something that changes your life, something you do. Put down number one underneath that. First, it's believing when I don't see it. Boy, it's believing when I don't see it. Hebrews 11.1 1 on the screens. By, uh, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. You don't see it. Uh, you don't see it. You're believing when you don't see it. Uh, it's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Boy, I think that would apply to 2020. Uh, it's believing when you don't see it. Uh, it's believing when you don't see it. Put down number two. Uh, it's also obeying when you don't understand it. It's obeying when you don't understand it. Two examples. Noah, uh, Abraham. Look at verse 7 on the screens. By faith, Noah. Noah being warned of God of things. Here it is. Not seen as yet. Not seen as yet. Warned of God of things. Not seen as yet. Moved with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He obeyed when he didn't see it. Obeyed when he didn't understand it. Can you imagine God when he came to Noah saying, Hey, hey Noah, I want you to build a boat. Uh, and Noah would say, what's a boat? Well, the boat is going to keep you protected uh, when I bring the flood. Noah would say, what's a flood? Uh, well, the flood is uh, what happens when a lot of rain comes down and accumulates. And then uh, Noah would say, what's rain? Because before the flood, it was a mist, kind of a greenhouse. It didn't rain till now. didn't flood till now. Being warned of God of things not seen as yet, Noah obeyed when he did not understand it. Listen, uh, that's what real faith is, believing when you don't see it. That's what real faith is, obeying when you don't understand it. Uh, uh, exhibit B, a Abraham. Look at it in verse number 8 on the screen. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham. Wasn't just something he said, something he thought, something he felt. Wasn't just something he believed, it was something he did. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place uh, which he should receive uh, afterward for an inheritance. He obeyed, he obeyed, went out, look at it, not knowing whether he went. Can you imagine that? Uh, your U-Haul's all packed up, you're ready to go, full tank of gas, and you're uh, heading out, and then uh, at the last minute you say, God, which way do you want me to go? Where are we headed? What's the final destination? Uh, I'll tell you when you get there. He, he, he went out not knowing uh, whether he went. Listen, real faith is believing when I don't see it. Uh, it's obeying uh, when I don't understand it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Well, if I could just see it, it's getting hard to see in 2020. It's just, boy, and then 2021, whoever started, boy, I, I don't see it, I don't uh, understand it. But now number three, quickly, uh, how does it play out? You say, I get the concept, but make it practical. Okay, let me make it very practical. Uh, it's giving when I don't have it. It's believing when I don't. See it, it's obeying when I don't uh, understand it, uh, and it's giving when I don't have it. Hebrews 11, uh, over and over and over again, shows us that real faith. Uh, look at verse number 4. By faith, Abel. By faith, Abel offered unto God the offerings uh, that are received, the offerings that, that are given. Uh, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice, sacrificial giving, offering, sacrifice then Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts his offering his sacrifice by real faith is something that impacts our life real faith is something that changes our schedule 
Real faith is something that transforms our relationships. That's what real faith does. It's believing when I don't see it. It's obeying when I don't understand it. It's giving when I don't have it. Number four, it's persisting when I don't feel like it. Uh, it's persisting when I don't feel like it. Uh, look down at verse number, it's on the screen, 27. Uh, these examples are by faith. By faith, this is how they lived. This is what they did. Uh, Noah uh, prepared. Abraham uh, went out. Abel uh, offered sacrifice. Uh, look at 27. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured, he persisted, uh, he kept at it. He endured by seeing him who is invisible. Is anybody following me on this? Well, if all your faith is is something you say or think or feel or believe, if it's not impacting the very fabric of who you are, the budget, the schedule, the activities, your relationships, your personality. Hey, real faith, that's why the title, This Changes Everything. Let me give you the last one. You say, I get the concept, but make it practical. Make it practical. Uh, number five, uh, true faith, uh, what we do. This is what faith does. It believes when I don't see it. It obeys when I don't understand it. It gives when I don't have it. It persists when I don't feel like it. You ever uh, just, uh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And uh, boy, getting in that habit of watching church in your pajamas is going to be hard to change. And I get, this, I get the precautions. I get those that are, I get that. But end of the day, eventually, boy, it's obeying, it's persisting, it's believing, it's giving. Number five, it's trusting even when I don't get it. Even when I don't get it. A longer passage, verse number 33 of Hebrews 11. 25 times faith does. Faith does. Faith lives. Boy, faith impacts. Faith is an action verb. An action verb. Verse 33 who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. 35, women received their dead raised to life again, but then he switches, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mocking, scourging, shame or over, in bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. 39, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. For I sure hope 2021 is better than 2020. It may be, it may not be. I, I truly believe that 2020 was a test of our faith. It, it was a test of whether we have a true faith, whether uh, we have a real faith. Uh, or whether our faith is just something we say, just something we think, just something we feel, just something we believe. Boy, is that what our faith consists of? Or has it radically changed our life? Boy, if we're serving less in 2020, if we're reading and praying less, if we're congregating together less, if we're giving less, boy, 2020 was a test of our faith uh, and for some, it was a crisis of faith. There was a story told about uh, one of the South American countries when uh, they were turning communists or Marxists and the Sandinistas and overthrow the government. Uh, and, I, and I don't know the details, but the story is told that uh, when 
Christianity was being pushed out and God was being uh, pushed out. People were still hazarding their lives uh, attending, uh, going to, and worshiping. Uh, They tell of a little country church where uh, they huddled together congregationally, worshiping God and serving God. Uh, When the back doors burst open and militants came in uh, with rifles, and the militants were waving them around saying, Boy, here's your chance. Deny God, you can leave unharmed. Uh, Here's your chance. Deny God, uh, you can leave uh, unharmed. Uh, It started to be about a third, and then it went to about a half, and then about two-thirds of that, the story is told, that congregation left. But a third of them stood tall. A third of them spiritually still looked to God. Uh, when those two-thirds of the people walked out, that, that militant group uh, with their weapons went to the back door. They shut. They locked that back door. They came back, and they set down their weapons, and they said, we can't be too careful during this time. Uh, we wanted to worship, but only with those that had a sincere faith were sincerely following the Lord. Now, whether that be true or not, it does epitomize 2020, a test of our faith. It was a test of our faith. Hey, the good news is, if you failed the test in 2020, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to retake the test in 2021, okay? Uh, And so if you failed in 2020, we can retake the test and prove that that my faith isn't just something I say. My faith truly isn't just something I think or feel or believe. Boy, my faith, uh, my faith, my Sincere faith in a living God is something that I do. It's a life that I live. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. (laughs) Uh, If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. Your life will surely show it. Boy, if you're saved and you know it, this changes everything. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.